What's up, everybody? This is Andy Morales, and um, welcome to episode 11 of Unraveled Influence. With me, of course, always is Angela Murray. So, Angela, how are you? Hey, I'm really good today. I had a really good Thursday. I kind of woke up feeling like today was a Friday, even though it's bummed that it wasn't quite a Friday, but still had Friday vibes. So today we were talking to this amazing uh, guest today, kind of having a Friday, Thursday moment, you know, uh, speaking with Stephanie Lamb here today. So how's Stephanie doing? I know um, it's been a rough go, but I, I hope you're happy to be with us tonight. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. And um, yeah, just thank you guys for kind of carving out this space for me and other creatives out there and being able to, to set this up to give them a platform to speak from. I mean, we got to thank you because you're actually helping, you know, all of us. I mean, you're really doing what we're we, we were acting like we're trying to do this, but you've been doing this this whole time, building this community of poets and um, our last guest, um, well, not our last, well, Lois also, but Arthur mentioned uh, you specifically, you published one of his pieces in one of your uh, recent anthologies, are, are, I believe that is true, right? Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. And I'd love to have him again. So, you know, Arthur, if you're listening, hit me up. <laughs> I mean, so we have those great, uh, grateful anthology coming up. So I know that's something that I, I'm trying to work on. It's kind of hard to write ungrateful pieces for me, kind of a dark one, but uh, how can somebody uh, submit for this grateful anthology? Yeah, so um, all of my anthologies through Quillkeepers Press, I go through submittable.com. And submittable.com is a such a valuable tool for publishers and for writers. So it's this whole database where writers can search for publishing opportunities and submit their work to various publishers that have ads out looking for maybe specific things like mine is, you know, gratitude, thankful, that sort of theme. If I can be honest, I've kind of like, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it in a little bit. I'm going to use a risque kind of an analogy, but I've definitely like creeped through submittable, but never actually, uh, pull the plug or pop the uh, submittable cherry, so to speak, and actually dove in. Uh, but I have seen it, and I've heard other art, uh, writers talk about submittable. Why submittable over like a Patreon? Is there a difference? Because I'm learning about that too. Yeah, actually there is. Okay, so submittable, I like it because it's more organized. On okay. the writer's end, it will help keep all of your submissions organized. And so you can see exactly where you submitted, what pieces you submitted and what phase they're at like if they've been accepted rejected if they're in progress it'll show you all those stats all in oh, one that's nice really little cool right okay and, and it's like, the same on the um on the publisher's end it also keeps things nice and organized for me so that way i'm not looking through my email submittable instagram you know all the various places that people could send me work I like to keep it all in one nice place so that nothing falls through the cracks. Submittable, so again, it's better or for you on your experience because it, it keeps things organized. Because again, yeah, I'm guilty of I don't organize my Google Drive. I got writing for whatever all over the place. That's why I haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. Like uh, We're looking in my closet and it's a mess, Stephanie. So I like that it's organized and you find that it's very user-friendly for the publisher side. And you're, you're a publisher, so let's let's... 
like Andy, uh, what, like we've been talking about this. We're so excited to have you as a publisher. So what, can you talk about that side? Cause I yes. know nothing about publishing. <laughs> Are you asking me to talk about it or Andy? No, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm asking you. You're she's asking expert. you, we're, yes. We're talking, yeah. And our, our kitchen is that Andy and I, we're really trying to get our stuff out there this year. And we're doing all this research by having all you guys who have been leading the way for us poets, writers, creatives, artists, musicians, whatever. Like, you guys have been doing this. So we're about trying to learn how to do what you're doing or how to get the resources that you guys are providing. So you're the publisher. Let's talk about Quilt Keepers Cross. Where did this come up with? Like, I know it's been kind of a passion for a while. Where did this come from and, and how does it work? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's start with uh, a little bit of a backstory on it. Is that I, I kind of, um, in my mid-20s, I, uh, I sought out some medical intervention for some really bad uh, insomnia and anxiety that I was experiencing. Mm -hmm. And eventually got put on some meds that I had no business being on. And they were oh, godsend at first. And they did the trick. I was finally sleeping, so I was like, hallelujah. And then they mm -hmm. kind of turned on one of the uh, side effects or, or uh, I guess, bad drawbacks of it was that um, I lost my creative flow. I, oh, my, wow. I went through a horrible writer's block. I could not find my words for the life of me. I was really, truly a living zombie. And um, in Oh, that's going to be so debilitating. Like, you, that really must have, like, really even been on top of everything else. Because that's probably your outlet. And then you couldn't even go to that outlet. So it probably felt, like, really debilitating even on top of that. Exactly. Yeah. It was, um, it was really pretty horrible. But then in 2015, I decided to start my journey getting off of those meds. And when I did my mind kind of just like it was like this light went off and everything kind of came back to life and i started writing again and i entered the instagram community probably i, I think it was like mid to late 2017 okay. and very shortly after i entered the community i thought how do i give back to these people who have given me my voice back like quite literally given me my voice back mm -hmm. And I so, so I started like researching different avenues of what I was going to do. And I think the, the very first original idea was to do a zine. And then I decided I did some research on it, decided I wasn't going to go down that path. And eventually it kind of evolved into Quill Keepers Press and what it is today. Um, and even before I opened my publishing end of things, originally I was finding publication opportunities for everybody else. Where I would post these um, opportunities that I found scouring the internet, and that's actually how I ended up stumbling upon Submittable and and finding all these different tools I could use. So I decided to go ahead and take that plunge, that leap of faith, and opened Quill Keepers Press. Um, and you know, I mean, it hasn't all been easy, of course. It was right around the time that I opened my doors that I was actually having an interview with another place and they were doing a video interview. And on the playback, I saw that I had like this bald spot going and I was like, what the heck is going on? How what, am I, am I going bald? So I had um, my son's girlfriend at the time check out my head and sure enough, I had these really strange bald spots. And oh my um, gosh, wow, like, and you didn't even notice it right away that they it was pointed I out to you. Oh, wow. Well, I saw it on the, the playback of the video mm -hmm. interview, 
did. And then I was like, okay, what's going on? So, um, okay, so speed forward a few months, I end up being pretty much completely bald and I'm going to the doctor getting treatment there. Um, you know, they diagnosed me. It was, it was a matter of like all my autoimmunes that I had already been dealing with kind of reared their ugly heads all at the same time and decided to screw me. Um, so I ended up shaving my head, but I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm still doing my quilt keeper press thing. I'm not going to let this get me down. And then of course, you know, and and then in June of that year, then my son died. And then it was like, okay, so what do I do? Do I continue going or do I shut my doors? You know? And I thought, well, I don't have a choice here. I've got to keep going because this is, you know, this is, if you don't swim, you die. If you don't swim, you die. Yeah. You have to keep moving or yeah. Oh, Stephanie. Wow. That's like really uncomfortable to like really unload and but it's so important that you're able to share that um with oh, yeah. i know andy um wanted to probably make a connection too so Andy, I... um yeah no no i just i'm the kind of person i just love to listen and it's just um it's craziness though because like the death of your son and that and then you going through the sickness it was um how crazy that must have been for you to um go through something like that um oh man so i love again but tying it back to that uh, the artwork and and the writing and stephanie we're seeing that that's a theme in a lot of our uh, our talks with a lot of our people whether it's lois or arthur or even during our open mics when they're sharing is that these human experiences are able to be transcendent because we're able mm-hmm. to share our uh, some of that so can you speak on that a little bit more? Because I know I want to hear about like your work on top of the publishing. Of course, I'm really like, ooh, geeking out about like, ooh, I want to hear about the publishing part. But of course, we want to hear about you as the artist as well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, of course, there's those pivotal moments in your life. I think that you know, later. Oh, and- yeah. Oh, my gosh, Stephanie. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I- yeah, you, know, you think it's like this is my bottom, and then no, it, the bottom falls out, and then you think, well, this has to be the bottom, and then again, Stephanie. Right. I mean, it, it even, I mean, the loss of any, but any family member, but definitely, of course, you know, I'm a parent. I know Andy's a parent. You know, you're a parent. We, it, that's just something that is, it never goes away. I think ever. Yeah. I can't speak on that, um, but I know that I can read and learn and listen on that. So um, I know that's yeah. definitely something that connects us through that experience and twisting it into something beautiful it's always been something i kind of connect back to and thank you for allowing us to feel to feel that because you know it's it's hard to feel dark but i i feel like dark is beautiful and 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 this avenue yeah exactly no yeah go ahead andy sorry no no it's fine no i was gonna say that um i think it's a beautiful thing what you're doing as well because you're sharing us your story which again thank you for trusting us with this uh you said something earlier was very important about giving back to the community where they can publish the words and and i was going to say you know earlier because i didn't want to interrupt earlier that um that's why I decided not to leave. I mean, I took hiatuses here and there, but that's why I decided give back in that way where give people a voice and, and provide a platform in that way because I think that's important to get the words out because let's be honest, it's it's hard for us to find a place and a safe space where we can have this discussion and really talk right. about 
you know, what our stories are. Because let's be honest, everybody has a story to talk about. And I feel like it's about time we start building a bridge where we can actually have that story to tell and have that opportunity to get everything out there, you know. So that's why it's not just Instagram. That's why I started posting on YouTube. That's why I started using the podcast platforms and put it as much as possible, whatever options I could put where I distribute under this category or whatever. Because let's be honest, you know, everybody has a story to tell. And it's and I think that's very important, you know. Yeah. And Andy, I want to thank you again for sharing this, you know, journey with me and allowing us to kind of partner with Paquetting because Andy's been you know, he's been the one who's been able to connect with you, Stephanie, and all of our guests coming up. He's kind of our, our talent search, so to speak. But um, we kind of have that fun atmosphere in the meantime because we're trying to establish a safe space and a fun place because right. we have to have light with dark because it's too much dark for me. I can't come up. I can't breathe. So that's why yeah. I, I really enjoy some of these kind of things. Just talk more about, like, what kinds of cool yeah. things have you I mean, seen and done? Yeah, you. I mean, you've got to have the duality in life. I, it, the light can't exist without the dark. The dark can't exist without the light. That's the whole yin and yang type thing, you know? Um, yeah, dichotomy. Dichotomy is my word of the year. Sorry, I don't know if I can say dichotomy. I think I said it a hundred times already this month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And, and that's, um. I think that, you know, and when it comes to, I, I know that Andy and I have talked a lot about this uh, with the, you know, community and taking hiatuses and coming back and having to do what was in our own best interest and what was going to be healthy for us and then set establishing personal boundaries that we could then extend to our audience and that's a healthy way of going about it because the truth be told you when you get into a, a large group of artists we're all very sensitive about our about our art about our shit and I, you know I, i'm so glad you're going there because to me like it has been very difficult i've had to take times off myself whether it's for my own sake because of my own life or i've just had issues with trying to get myself into a positive space in here and again i to me it's very difficult because at times I, I you know with people i that i have spoken with it's like I like to focus on the work and what I'm doing, but we get we get into these weird, almost off-kiltered situations where we forget what we're here for. And and again, I, I appreciate you actually bringing that up because again, yeah, we're a big group of people, and and I, I, I'm sorry, I think we would all agree. Too many people, uh, we tend to ruin things. Too many people ruin things. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Praise but... the Lord. Praise the Lord that you just guys are t- even touching on that. Praise the Lord. But it doesn't have to be, though. I, yeah, I know. The day, the and theory, that's what's crazy. Have to be that. But that's what that... I feel like a lot of us have... Fr- not me. I mean, I mean us. I don't mean us as you, me, and Angela. I mean us as, in like, like as a whole. I feel like community-wise, a lot has forgotten why we're here for in the first place. Like, that's always been a conversation. And that's I've why had. we're here to talk that's about formidable stuff. That's why that's I, I like that we're switching it. Go ahead, Stephanie. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just like that we're talking yeah. about what people are doing now as opposed to, yeah. you know, really highlighting the, the, the ins and outs of what we know we don't want anymore. Because again, we're yeah. there's so many people doing great things and I, and I want to be mm-hmm. I want to be a part of that. And again, if we're highlighting the work, because that's where the healing comes from. Because again, no, but that's why I, I, I know it's hard. That's why I came back more than oh, ever. I had to. I had to leave. I had to. Right. Leave. No, same here. When too. you forget your, when you forget your purpose, or when you get too caught up in in what else is going on around you, that's when it becomes toxic, and that's when you've got to scale back. 
and and like I said, build those boundaries, your personal boundaries first, because if you can't respect your own boundaries, nobody else is going to, you know. Amen. And so that's you, you know that's where you put yourself back into a healthy space, and then you get right back into the game. And that's what I had to do. I had to cut a lot of loose ends. I mean, I really did. I had to go through my account and kind of like mm-hmm. delete a lot of people. My, well, Stephanie, you know, this and- does bring up a good question. And, and, and I think this is going to connect back to what you're saying, because there are almost has been discussions before. I don't know if we've touched on this, Andy, in one of our previous topics, but there almost seems to be two groups of people that really respond to this poetry. Because there doesn't seem to be the fan. There's nobody that doesn't do poetry that just happens to be here. But either you're somebody who is into the writing, the craft, and expressing the artistry of that, or you're here for the social, emotional, like diary aspect of healing and connecting with other people that are dealing with similar things. And those two groups sometimes don't interject too well if that's if that's what i'm, I'm trying yeah, to yeah yeah i get what you're but saying it does, but we can make that place where it is a safe space no and that's why can. i came back i want to do i want to build a bridge where okay we can all agree to disagree because at the end of the day we're here about one thing the art the poetry the emotion the soul like that like, we could do all those things as long as we respect boundaries and i feel like a lot of boundaries are not respected i mean thank god for me i've never had any like drama like that in that way where i can say oh this person did this or this person did that but it's like I- i've i've i know i've had situations where i had to discern who and how well, i went I about questions. certain things I have a question for Stephanie that brought something up, Annie, what you said. So, like, when people submit to you, Stephanie, um, do you have mm-hmm. opportunities where you have people who have submitted something and it just wasn't a good fit? And um, has it been a positive or have you had negative experiences with maybe have you had a turn down work or um, in situations like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, there have been if. <sighs> How do I put this nicely? Um, there have because again, ego is an I, issue. Ego is an issue. Whether right. you're a craft, oh, yeah. uh, artistry, or whether you're a diary. So, but again, we have to be honest and authentic. And as a teacher, you got to take mm-hmm. feedback and you got to learn from it. So, again, go ahead, Stephanie. Right. So, so the way I look at things is that I'm a reflection of the artists that I publish, and they are a reflection of me. Okay. Um, and I think that that's a, a big aspect that a lot of people don't consider when they look at publishing i think that the allure of just being published a lot of people are like yay i got it and they don't take a step back to go wait a second is this is this the right home for my work not just oh yay it's a publisher but are they the right publisher for me what you know what is their background what is their experience what can they offer who runs the show are they a stand-up you know member of society um so if if I run across work that say isn't, well, most of my anthologies, of course, they're themed. So if it's out, out of the theme, then automatically I'm like, okay, this isn't the right fit because it's not going with the theme. Um, so with the grateful theme, can we talk about the grateful theme? Does it ha- Can you write a grateful poem that's not necessarily uplifting? Will that be something that would be well received? Or is this anthology looking to be an uplifting collection of uh, multiple poets? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the I, I believe on my specs on that one, it just says, you know, to whatever you're grateful for, whatever you can express gratitude for. So, I mean, if somebody's, you know, their gratitude is for something really dark, then that's, that's 
what they're grateful for. You know what I mean? And as long as the work is well-written and it somehow aligns with a grateful theme, then, um, you know, it's good work is good work, you know? So oh, cool, um, cool. So there's a challenge out there for some people to write a dark grateful, but I, I, I again, <laughs> I think it is possible. I definitely think it's possible. I'm kind of mm, twisting my own hair here for a second. Maybe, yeah. maybe, I don't know. Probably not, but still, <laughs> I like it. I, I, this is different than the last uh, theme. What was your last uh, anthology? What was the theme for the last anthology? Because obviously it wasn't for so the last one. Yeah, the last one that the window shut um, was closed, I think, last month. That was the spoken word. So, oh, okay. yeah, so that's going to be an audible book, actually. It's going to be oh, the first. Cool. Oh, wow. Can I be time. honest? You should get with Arthur and uh, his son, Lennon, and you guys really should maybe push that in CD. I got to tell you, that audio quality on the CD is, is superior. Maybe you guys can right. collaborate on that. Yeah, he did come I know it. Recently, I which was awesome. I'm serious. It was the audio quality really, it actually changed my opinion on some of my, uh, what I thought of some of the songs. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, while I was listening to that live, cause I was there in the audience for that one. Um, mm -hmm. I, I was, supporting. Oh, oh, you're always, yeah, you guys, of course, oh, anytime that I just a supporter. <laughs> um, but um, no, I was actually having that same thought as I was sitting there listening, but of course oh, I wasn't cool. going to like, say anything or like interject make it about me or anything but yeah it's no, definitely well, we are Arthur. going to make it about <laughs> you Arthur's not listening now but he will be listening but he'll already know that we're already Lennon probably yeah. has an idea Lennon yeah, is a freaking awesome. genius he is pretty freaking awesome and I thought that was really cool that, that Lennon came on with him and everything I thought that oh, was yeah he was really on the first one it was so weird I, I barely showed up, Stephanie, and he's like thanking us to the point where I'm in tears. And Andy's had set up all this work. He had done all this hard work. I just showed up two days ago. No prep. I didn't even know Arthur between like, you know, anybody. And then his son is so grateful. I'm in tears, Andy. Remember Aww. that? Well, you know what it is with me? And, and I said this to Angela. I think I said this to you, Stephanie, well, privately as well. Um, the thing is, um, I know what it's like to not be given an opportunity for something, whether it's to have a voice, to put myself out there, and I got rejected a lot. And I've had situations, whether it's work or friendships, where, you know, I've been talked down to. Like, I remember one time, uh, my guidance counselor flat out told me, uh, and it, I understand now, okay, it wasn't out of disrespect, but this, in my eyes at that time, I felt I felt like shit pretty much saying, there's no point of you taking the, the SAT because you're in special ed and, and you, you'll probably fail it anyway. And it's just- Oh, you know, that's that, horrible. That, are you kidding me? That's but that's not, what I'm that's saying. Not, stuff. We no disrespect. Uh, Andy, that's not disrespect. That is fucking horrible. That's the most but, horrible that's thing. Yeah. No, no, but like I understand that because you know I, I don't know how no, it is now. There's the nothing to understand though. There's nothing to understand what? with that. I understand what you're <laughs> trying to say, but Andy, that's not okay. Um, but like but the point. Um, but the I, wait. Yeah, but the, I'm sorry. But the point I'm trying to make is you know like it's stuff like that or like I remember having job interviews. Like interviews would tell me. You know, like, I know what you're trying to do, but I just don't think you'd be a good fit. Like, I understand, like, some things, I'm just more open-minded about things, but it's, like, what people don't realize is even though there are such things as constructive criticism, that's yes. sometimes... Yeah, as a teacher, you have to take it in. You have to use the right grammar at times, as, unless you're using it for artistic means, to, to you know, to actually emphasize something. 
Um, but like, I want to, Stephanie, I want to ask you, because uh, Andy brought up a good point then, because uh, again, Lennon uh, also brought that up about uh, the youthful, uh, the underage students of America are struggling because they feel like they have a lot of pressure. They don't have a voice and that maybe again, they have people that are telling them things down. Um, I tend to be my own worst critic. So Stephanie, are you a person that had their own experiences with people shutting you down? Or are you similar to me where you're the one who's preventing your own success? Or you just oh, don't have any problems? No, no, I obviously actually both really. I mean, I think that we all are, when it comes to artists, at least we are our own worst critics. Um, but I also think that, you know, obviously I've had doors slammed in my face too and things that, um, you know, be above and beyond just imposter syndrome, uh, like Andy was saying, where people be like, oh, well, I thought, that you, you know, you just aren't a good fit for this. And I see your vision, but it isn't the right yeah. vision. It wasn't their it's vision. It's hard to understand. Was, yeah, it's hard yeah. to understand that rejection yeah. is a part of it. That's why I've, I've kept myself from even trying to do anything until my 40s, because again, of you know, that right. fear. But now Andy, he's been, you know, he's held my hand this whole time. Andy, hold my hand. He's well, the thing is, I've you been know? through I've been through a lot of verbal abuse. So for me, that didn't help either. So I always struggle. Even to this day, I still struggle with low self-esteem with like to a T that the fact that sometimes my wife has to kind of like pick me up sometimes because, it, you know, it, 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 life weighs me down sometimes, you know, being the only person providing at the moment and just dealing with a lot of verbal abuse growing up that sometimes I don't know what the difference between someone trying to be genuine and someone trying to hurt me. You know what I'm saying? I've been bullied. I've been through a lot of stuff. So the fact that, like what I wanted to say earlier to finish up was basically saying that, um, you know, it's because of those things. This is why I want to do what I'm doing now. And this is why I, it's funny because when me and Angela had that first episode, pretty much of the rebranding, I just, I kept talking to Leon about, I said, damn, you know, Leon, what do you think about this person? And then he heard it. He said, oh, why don't you ask her? Maybe she's interested. And then here we are now. You've been in, what, how many episodes with me now doing this? Um, I doing mean, we've been together for over a month, and we ha we actually got to have the party live together. Andy was so gracious to host me, and that was part of the fun. Like, again, we're trying to create this fun environment, but also, again, we want to expand on our own writing, our craft, whether we're diary-based, I'm trying to process shit, or I'm trying to really create something intricate. So um, let's talk about some things with uh, Quilt Keepers Press. Obviously, you have the anthology, the Grateful Anthology, and that's coming up. Uh, the beginning of June is when the end of that will shut. Um, we'll definitely be talking about that throughout uh, broadcasting that, because I know I'll be working on it. I know my friend down there, Andy Morales, will be working on it, and I'll be talking to everybody I know to try to get some really good stuff, because there's so, so many talented people out here. Um, so what would be the next anthology or... Also, if you're not just an anthology person, how can somebody um, submit something to you if they wanted to put together? Uh, like, again, I don't know anything. So like, what? how would somebody brand new, other than going to Submittable, because it keeps your stuff organized, it seems to be writer friendly and publisher friendly. Um, why, what, we, what do we do, Stephanie? Okay, so um, a couple of things, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back his of positivity. Course, of course. I think that that's a really great point there is is taking the people, the naysayers and turning it into a positive, um, making making that negativity your motivation. Really prove them wrong. You're really proving yourself wrong, but it also through proxy, you're proving them wrong as well. Um, and the greatest then, revenge is living well. The greatest revenge is always exactly. living well. 
and hate exactly. has always heard it. It's taking poison and hoping that the other person dies. I know it's so hard <laughs> to get rid of that, but it's, it's the only freeing thing you can do. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime I can say those two things, I always yeah. try to remind myself of those two things. Exactly. And, huh? No, no, no. I was just agreeing. Like, no, I get it. It's fine. I thought I was agreeing with you guys. Well, and then the second thing I wanted wanted to say is that um is that uh so before I even knew that you two were linking to do this this very amazing project together, um it was just kind of serendipitous because Andy and I had just kind of reconnected because I had just reestablished my poetry account and then Angela you and I did too and I sent you this really gushy DM of like I know and I'm fan <laughs> I was like, you've always been there. You've always been so positive and so supportive and blah, blah, blah. And I just want to let you know that I I didn't do that because I was like trying to brown nose or anything. I had no idea that you two were oh. linking. That was I didn't, oh, I didn't get that at all, all. Stephanie. Stop. I okay, can't believe you tried it. So I, I can't believe, like, I've always wanted to say that same stuff. I'm just very uncomfortable. I don't really talk to people behind the scenes because, again, I'm here for yeah. trying to, like, to, to create my own art. And, again, I use it for my, to process stuff but it's really for me I, I I'm an artist that's been hidden in the real world and I'm trying to yeah. just be my freaking self but no I wanted to say all those things so I'm so happy you said it first no yeah so I just I wanted to make it clear that that was a very genuine moment and I was oh, no. and, and, oh, same, and same. I, like you I you know I'm not usually that outspoken but in having lost you know my stepmom my my son and my brother all kind of back to back I realized that like we're not promised tomorrow so if you have something to say to somebody do it do it now don't wait don't you know so that's that's what I did and I just took that leap of faith because I know that when I first came into the community you were there and yeah um and, and you were one of my we were in the similar circles and I know I was like a fan I was learning from your work your your everything like again I've learned so much from reading other poets I, that's the number one thing we can do to make our own work better is, is reading each other and, and taking what we like and learning what we don't like and and supporting each other and and again I I, I feel the same way and and, and I and again it's to be able to have these conversations now they're so fresh and and so real because again there's no bullshit here because we we know what we're here for we're here for like yeah to really advance not just poetry or our own personal game we we're fucking sick of this fucking world and this is why andy fucking is doing this and i'm sorry i curse a lot I'm no dark it's poet, fine I'm, it's I'm, fine I'm smiley and bubbly and dark poet you'll ever see you know what I mean I'm a very personable dark po again I, I never knew people I thought I didn't realize that people didn't know I was not like a like this super like reserved dark person that I was actually very like, like hey everybody you know I didn't realize that people didn't I know that I was I, I was so hidden Stephanie that's what I'm saying I was so hidden behind the scenes and and now we're yeah. here and Andy's did it's Andy this is all you because again everybody has that story and and that's how we're connecting mm -hmm. with each other so I really appreciate yeah. Andy and Stephanie, and you're doing it too. I mean, it's a female poet, as a poet who's experienced loss. And again, loss can be so demobilizing where you are stuck. It's not even quicksand, it's like you're in cement. And it's really mm -hmm. hearing from people that go, 
if I don't fucking move, I will die. And it, and that's where we continue to push each other forward. It's this is a marathon life. Life is a marathon, and, and right. we gotta keep pushing each other. Even and people fall at the twenty, you know, the twenty fifth mile marker. People fall, and it's only one mile left. But we gotta keep pulling each other because it's tough. Right. And this is why we can learn from this. And I'm so happy that I think we have a shot. And I think we got to do the CD thing. I think we definitely got to do the CD for the Audible. I mean, I know, I know that's definitely really? going to happen. It's, a, it's from <laughs> another exclusive, Andy. We got another exclusive. They don't even yeah. know yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This is a, it's like I tell people, this is an honor and this is a privilege. This is not just because. It's like more like this is an honor and a privilege to do this. This is like I whatever I do on here, it's like out of respect. It's out of... You know, just because of the fact that I love to, and I, I always had, I always had this heart to give back, if that makes sense, because nothing was ever given back to me. And the thing is, I don't actually res expect anything in return. I'm actually okay with that. Like that, that that's just me, though. Yeah. No, yeah, I. I, I Again, uh, I couldn't agree more, Andy. Um, uh, can we, again, because also part of the community is we want to start actually coming up with tangible products, whether it's, you know, a physical yes. book or an archive and a, a, being a piece of an anthology or our own work. So how would somebody submit yeah. something to Quilt Keepers Press? Are you, how, like, yeah. are you accepting anything? Like, what, what, how, what, how do you do it? Like, I mean, I'm serious. Like, talk to me as if I'm in first grade. What would I do? <laughs> Okay, I'm serious. So I'm absolutely serious. We don't do just anthologies. Um, we hold two chapters. Yeah, I knew that. I did know that. I did know that. That's why I want to hear from you. You know, what do we do? So two co um, chapbook competitions per year, and I pick one to three winners, just depending on schedule, depending on how many submissions we got, you know, that sort of thing. Um, as of right now, I'm working on, I've got my three winners from the last chapbook competition and I'm wrapping their books up now. So within the Ooh, next coming month. Oh, that's so great. That's wonderful. So we'll be seeing that coming out. You will. And then I've got um, also from um, Kimberly McAfee. She is um, coming out with a, uh, it's called a Mare Asian. And Wait, you uh, said, you said Kimberly McAfee, you said? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, um, that's funny. You're the second person to mention her because um, Lois talked about um, her as well and how she um, contributed to helping her with certain material for her Patreon. So it's pretty interesting that she's coming out a lot. We should maybe, we should probably definitely get her on one day. <laughs> you should. Here we go. We're calling you out. Her handle is like writer poet Kim. Let me just double check that. Yeah, because my dyslexia sometimes, and that's the fun part, is that I'm a publisher with dyslexia. So hi. Um, no, I love that. That's the. I would have never know unless you would have told me. I, that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to. Unless you would have said. This happened. You know what's crazy? Unless you yeah. would have yeah. said something, I wouldn't have known that. I'll be honest with you. Oh. I, you'll 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 realize it once we we talk more and stuff um because i mess i mess up like common sayings and things like all the time all um anyway and uh, like her handle i was gonna call her poet writer kim or whatever but her actual her um handle is writer poet kim and that's why i wanted to look it up because i knew i would mess it up um but she, she's amazing and i i cannot tell you how much i love that girl she, just her as a person, as a writer, and then her work is just, it speaks for itself. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. I actually have this book coming out with her, and then we have two more in the works. 
Um, so now when it comes to the anthologies and the chapbooks, of course, those come go through submittable, but my other traditional publishing opportunities, which are like full length collections or novels or memoirs, um, those are when I open my open submission window, that's when people will send me their manuscripts and then I will look through them and pick which ones, you know, are, are the best, I guess, the best of the bunch or which ones we want to represent. And then that's how we go on with the traditional publishing on full length collections oh. or novels. So what, what's the recommendation for somebody? What makes a good manuscript over, uh, like what makes one uh, more appealing or or just overall something that's definitely, oh, you're gonna wanna turn this in versus, you're gonna wanna check over that one more time. Right, okay, so um, one of the big ones for me is uh, come with your manuscript at least somewhat edited. If there is like really bad glaring grammar mistakes, it's going to be an automatic pass. Yeah, um, I, I definitely, I definitely. Yeah, I think it's a misconception though that a lot of writers think that they can they can submit these manuscripts. Really? All this, yeah, all these mistakes. I'm, I'm really shocked. And, I'm really shocked by yeah. that because because I, yeah. I tell people that uh, writing is a two piece. Like what you say is the gift, but how you say it is the wrapping. So like the grammar is the wrapping. So if you have poor grammar, it it doesn't matter what's inside of it. If it's covered in dog right. shit, nobody's gonna want to look at it. And it doesn't matter how exactly. incredible, you know. Doesn't matter how credible your gift wrapping is if you open up and dog shit, you know. And you need both. So I'm really shocked that people are so arrogant. Is it because they feel oh, like absolutely. there's an editor for them? Is it is that I, why? Again, I teach, I teach, and 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 again, I I know what it takes to put your name on something. So I, that's uh -huh. why I try to instill in students that yeah. are, you know have a disadvantage. You know, your name is on this. Yes. So I am a I'm the queen of typos. I'll be the first one to admit that. Oh, I, I can't spell it. However, I cannot spell. I, I I am a thousand percent. I'm very OCD when it comes to typing. Like I'm a kind. You know how they say, "Oh yeah, um, you should like write first and then proofread it and then fix later." I'm more like, "I'll fix while I'll notice." I was like, "Oh wait, wait, let me go back here." And then so I, it takes me a long time to finish something. I'm that guy. Yeah, that's why I, I use uh, I actually listen to I use read right Google or I'll, I'll use an audible uh, app to hear what I wrote because again, I will write the words that I thought like three words ahead in my sentence. But what else sure. makes a good manuscript? So, okay. so yeah, so I mean, with the with you know, with grammar and editing, of course, you know, just edit your edit your shit before you submit it. Um, you know, little mistakes here and there. I think that any publisher is going to look past that. But when it's like glaring or it's every other line or whatever, then we're like, eh, okay, we'll find somebody else who is taking their, their writing more serious because that's the way it comes off is that you're not taking your work serious. And if you're not taking your work serious, then why should we? Um, I think there's a misconception where a lot of writers think that, that the publishers will do all the heavy editing for them. And the reality of okay. Is that when it comes, especially when it comes to indie publishers like myself, is that yes, we have the resources for editing. We don't want to spend 50 hours editing your stuff, though. <laughs> you know, because we're because in the reality, um, and and I've 
like I'm linked with other indie publishers, you know, I have like affiliates and people that I work with very closely. And we're all at the same consensus of like, we put a lot of our own personal time and money into these projects. We very rarely. Yeah, that's important to say. That's again, it's not yeah. like magic. There's things happening behind the scenes. Not, like realtors, yes. you know, realtors put a lot of extra time and teachers put a lot of extra time behind the scenes. So that's important to say. Say that again. Say that again. It's not like you're just sitting there and all of a sudden you're doing a lot. We are, and and it's we are not. It is not a get rich quick scheme. We don't make a ton of money off of these books. We really, at least the ones that I'm affiliated with and myself, I can speak for us is that. We do it for the love of literature. We do it for the the love of the community, you know. Um, so I think that there's that. Andy snap. I see Andy snapping right now because I hear it, Andy. I hear the snapping. That's right. Um, we I'm, are all doing the same thing. We're all going the same way. Let's go together. And I agree with this, Stephanie. Yeah. I agree with you, Andy. You know, other things that make a manuscript, um, you know, good is is um, you know, having a vision. If you already come prepared. Don't don't show up at a publisher's doorstep unprepared or with a uh, wishy-washy vision and then want to change it down the road. I've actually had to cancel relationships with authors and, and artists because they came with to me with one vision and then midway through or even at the end of the project said, you know what, can we just change the whole thing? No, we cannot. I've already invested 80 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, that is so very, difficult. I think that's very disrespectful that's to, to someone yeah. to do that. That's very disrespectful. Like, I spent all this time, all of a sudden, now you want to change it. You should have thought about that before. Like, that, that's, that's that's very disrespectful. I hate, why, why, people, why people do that? Like, why people do stuff like this? I mean, my hairdresser gets like crazy because I, I say I try to respect her time and be at, you know, early and stuff like that and, and, and all the stuff. And she's like, you have no idea. Like, again, your time is valuable. Time is so valuable. That's all. We don't have time. That's See, the but, only thing we don't but, have. But you said something very interesting. Tomorrow is not promised. And it's so true. Time, like, like I, you know, it's funny because I think one time I said a prayer to God. I was like, you know, um, if you could just slow down time a little bit, Lord, I'd be great. I'm like, no, th that's not realistic because then what, what are you going to do with that extra time that you you have no value every time that you have and use it wisely because if you use it unwisely then it's like you don't want to have a situation years or later on down the road saying oh yeah if i could have would have should have and i'm the kind of guy like I'm not, I'm not with all that i'm not trying to have one of those situations like i might if, if i missed out i missed out and i'm okay with missing out like it is what it is mm -hmm. yep i agree wholeheartedly yeah uh, and, and time is very valuable. That's why, you know, I'm saying like, come, come one edited two with your vision and don't try not to deviate from that. Um, because, and, and that also goes into play with like the reason that the publisher is accepting your work is because they liked that vision. If you're going to go change it at the end, then you, I mean, you may as well have to go through the resubmission process all over again, you know, or the, I should say go into the submission process all over again and do a resubmission because especially yeah it's totally twisted for sure um at how what kind of format so if we're submitting like as, as a google doc or um you can you like word or i mean because again i i'm saying like give me oh, the basic pdf like, right oh you like a uh, it's not even called docs anymore it's docx now they call it and uh or oh, pdf is that what you're asking angela yeah, again, I just, again, I want to talk for our first prime yeah. listener who's never written a poem before to somebody who's published 80 books. What, what is the preferred um, file? 
Yeah. Okay. So that's a, that's a great question. And on every publisher will have their own requirements and their own specs. Um, I, mine, I, I prefer to do, you know, the like 12 point font. I take Word, I take uh, Google Docs, and I take PDF. PDF is probably my least favorite just because when you try to convert that into yeah. a Word document, you can lose uh, the formatting and translation. This is so true. I can't. 12.5 is like in my blood because it's like it's from my own schooling and being at 12.5. Mm -hmm. Victor, it's 12 point font. What are you doing? I Double feel like I feel like I feel like 12 point font should always be a requirement in my opinion because I love to write and also like when I was in school I was always getting A's and B's in my essays and stuff like that and it was always double space 12 point font New Times Roman or Time New Roman or whatever the fuck that shit is. Time New Roman, never Arial. Yeah. Oh God, Arial. I don't like. Like, oh, what's that other yeah. one? What's that other one? Um, Impact? Was that I'm the other one? Mail. I'm going to get hate mail for hating on Ariel. I hope so. I hope I get hate Does mail. Does anybody have a favorite font? Does anybody I, have I a like favorite? I like Special Elite. I like that Special okay. Elite, kind of that top. Um, my oh, my God. It starts with the letter C. Um, it, it's the, it looks like a typewriter Three. one. Wait, which one? Say that? Course of us. Yeah, yeah. Like it looks like a typewriter, and then they, I, I don't like the girly one. Um, it's, it's also starts with I think it's called comic or something like that. It's like it's, it, it comes with Microsoft Word when you get it. Oh my god! It's... Actually, I have a couple more. I love you like a sister is really cute. That's a great font. Again, like I, I can we talk about fonts? I'm a, I'm a victim. I'm oh. guilty. I'm guilty of downloading fonts. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I know people who are so anti-downloading fonts off like the internet, but um, there was one called Beat My Guest, and I, I thought that was a pretty look cool looking font. But that's just me. I'm a font <laughs> downloader. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hate me. Yeah. I don't care. Who's a Wingdings fan? Anybody a Wingdings fan? I, I, I like Wingdings, but I only use that for like no, an hour symbols and stuff. No way. But again, I love you like a sister's a really good one. And I think there's another one I gotta look because there's a co-teacher I had worked with last year. She always was downloading these incredible new fonts. And there's one more I got. I have to shout it out. Uh, it's right here. Um, yeah, love you like a sister. I know there's a and website then... called a thousandfonts.com. Oh, Frederica the Great. Frederica the Great. That's another one. Frederica the Great. It's like a, it's almost like a black, a black print, but it's like sketched in. It's really cute. Font <laughs> chat. Oh my god, how great. We love yeah. Calligraphy chat. Uh I think my favorites right now, and they change that, you know, I, I find a new one. And I'm like, oh, I love that. But my one I always go to is Georgia. Um, it's, it's I love yeah. Georgia. Oh, yes, Georgia I love that pod. one. I love the Georgia pod. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that I think is my favorite. And I then don't I, like I Verdana. Like... I don't like the Verdana font. That's a copycat of uh, Cabrilla, Brilli, or whatever that thing was called. But I don't like the Verdana font too much. It's a poor man. It's a poor man because it's uh, like the first, it's like the bottom of the eighth one that they give you. But anyways, um, notice that nobody said Ariel. Nobody said Ariel. I, I uh, no. That's the forbidden font. I think in essays. <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to get hate mail. I hope I get hate mail for this. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I did not think I was gonna come in here talking about fonts, but this has been an awesome conversation. But for we sure. had a passion because we all have we're passionate. And I get I'm gonna put that out there. We're gonna I'm gonna put that in the story. What's your favorite font? Because I bet 
people are passionate about. Uh, yes, definitely. Let's take a poll. We want to see who, what other people are thinking, where they're yes. at. Oh Watch this gosh, be a lie. Watch us do a lie that talks about fonts. I swear. I'm going to be like, see, oh, Angela, see, Stephanie, look what you guys started. <laughs> How about Ariel Black? Yeah, that's the Ariel, bold that version. Yeah, but that's the bold version. Instead of just putting thing on bold, they actually have a separate font that says Ariel Black, which sounds like a person's name. Oh, it kind of does. Yeah, I mean it's a good name. I'm Ariel Black. Name. That should be my that should be my alter ego. I do so. like the name. Listen, for, I don't like the font, but I do like that name. I would name my child Ariel Black. I I would, but I would not yeah. use the font. It'd be a good <laughs> pen name. A good pen name. It would. Oh my gosh, that is true. Ariel Black. Can, I, can that be my other? I'm gonna. That might. I might have that be my other pen name. Ariel Black. I'm just kidding. I don't know if I can do it. But Ariel Black write mystery novels, though. Andy, what does Ariel Black write? I don't know if Ariel Black writes poetry. I think Ariel Black writes mystery. Suspense. I think she does too. She or he, whoever Ariel Black. Yeah, is. I would. I see. Yeah. I always saw like a like. You know what? I think Ariel Black to me would be like like uh, the Little Mermaid's alter ego, like when she's not pretty and when she's not <laughs> like, like she's not, she's without the without the fish black. tail I'm yeah she's more like 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 a slip knotty but not too hard if that makes sense she's, it's, it's after the after the fairy tale's over and she's writing now and she's living it up hey that'd be good for, i love it that'd be good for her as far as I'm gonna, write, now, I'm gonna write a story about ariel black forget the name of the that, 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 now I'm gonna write a story, and that's gonna be my main character's name now. Whoa, you know what, yo? You know what? I just do an inspiration, yo. If anybody, if anybody could, you know what? I bet. I think we just created a prompt thanks to you and Stephanie Lampoja. I think this is a yeah. prompt we can do on a live. Ar Ariel Black, have a picture of the Little Mermaid. Call her Ariel Black. What do you see when you like? I don't know. We'll come up with something, but that's a good prompt to do. Yeah, I just love the idea of like super the dark version human. of the Little Mermaid. Is that the Little Mermaid? Is the it's the, it's the dark mermaid? A weak, I'm sorry, weak, <laughs> a weak font, but super awesome person. Yo, <laughs> I, you know, there we go. You never know where we're gonna go with this. You know what I mean? No, so instead of the about. little, instead of the Little Mermaid, it's the Dark Mermaid, Ariel Black. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's the next anthology. <laughs> oh, oh, coming out with ideas. Oh, gosh, that would be oh, terrible. Nah. I, just, I don't want to put that on you. I don't want to put that on you. <laughs> hey, listen, you well, never know. Like to come but up again, with characteristics of her and then put it into a, like one of those AI art thingies and mm -hmm, see what mm -hmm. it comes up with. Oh, who is or what is Ariel Black in the AI spectrum? Right. Ooh, are we going to go there? Because again, I am scared, Stephanie. I'm glad you brought this up because I've been waiting for somebody to bring this up in a meaningful time, and I think this is it. I never, I mean, we we said, okay, yeah, factory jobs. Yeah, they'll come for the factory jobs. And then they're like, well, they're not going to come for the teaching jobs. Well, guess what, folks? Uh, computers can teach. They, you know, they took the jobs away. And then they're like, well, they're not going to take away the creative jobs. Holy shit, they're taking the creative jobs away. Like, they're writing their own stories. You they're know what's crazy? Their they're making their own music. 
But like, you again, know what? I think we're talking. We gotta get. We gotta get out of this. Like, this yo, you know what's crazy job. about AI? Because I was talking to another um, poet. Her name is uh, Flo CC Flo, which she's she's been on the live before, mm-hmm. and she was talking about how there are people who use AI to do like resumes and stuff like that. But she has this thing where she can tell it. it it'll tell her if nobody used the AI or not. And it's just so interesting how AI seems to be really? taking over a lot, which is crazy. Like you could command yeah, it to scary. say whatever. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's, it's like it's again. Yeah, sorry, Andy. It's again. It's like a, everything is possible. That's why I believe that you could have an AI to, to put to comments. But I think Stephanie, we can combat AI because AI does not really know how to really experience what we experience. And when we come together, true. like in times like this, right now, Stephanie, we're talking to you, you sharing those important things and those tips where we're going to improve on not just what we're saying, but how we can deliver what we're saying to more people because we're able to, you know, use better wrapping paper because what you have to say or what you want to express is that beautiful gift that we want to give to everybody. And that's humanity. So. I think this right. is how we do overcome those AI overtaking because again, they we can't tell the difference. Now, well, hold on, well, hold on, because uh, Stephanie, maybe you can talk to this as well because there has been research, and again, I'm I'm a person who works as a teacher who um, works with students with disabilities, and there have been many students who I've worked with who have been um, diagnosed with a student who had uh, learning dis- differences with dyslexia. But they said that listening to an audio recorded voice of a human versus an audio recorded voice of a computer, um, they actually retain more when it was a human. Now, of course, this was probably dated and now that now the quality is so almost indecipherable. But do you think maybe that's still true to a sense? Maybe even if it's just a microsecond more of a memory or a yeah. I do. I mean, because listen, when it comes to the human connection, right? And and the way mm-hmm. that we talk talk in this natural like iambic meter um mm-hmm. oh wow voice can't do that they can't replicate that human experience um when i'm listening to a recording of something and it's it's a robotic voice i, I almost automatically tune it out just because i find it annoying but when i'm listening to an audiobook of, of an actual person reading it and they have that that emotion in their voice the inflection they have the iambic meter going then i'm more apt to get kind of absorbed into what they're saying um so I, yeah, yeah that's why i'm really looking forward to the speak the spoken word anthology that you guys are are coming out with before that is uh, awesome. the, the great yeah i love that this is this is almost ready this is going to be uh, coming out soon because we're waiting for the submissions for Grateful. Grateful is not until June 4th. Uh, so anybody who's mm-hmm. listening and, and with us and starting to think about, again, there are some challenges. Not all Grateful poems have to be sappy and happy. We can write some real dark or sad or or even angry Grateful, you know, whatever Grateful. Stephanie Lamb Poetry is putting the, the challenge out there for all of us. Whatever Grateful means to us is, you know, fair game for this anthology. Um, but I know yep. this spoken word is when, when can we look, look really or listen for that? So not yeah. to listen for it. And Arthur and Lennon, we're, we're, we're already putting it out there for you guys to get to work on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got to oh, be reaching out. Yeah. <laughs> Collab yeah, on that. I'll get it done in like two days. I'll get it done in like two days or those two. 
the well so the anthology the window shut in back in february and then we have it set to be released in actually in june and then the okay. window for submissions for the grateful ends in june and then we have it set to be released in probably october ish october well maybe maybe november it kind of just depends on how uh time wise goes i mean i hate to put out like it's going to be out on this exact date because whenever i do that something goes wrong and yeah yeah murphy's law murphy's law that's what that is yeah i know and i'm the worst i'm sorry i'm the worst with that because again i'm always like just tell me i just want to know it doesn't mean i because again i just i'm so this was me no this was me last night with the um murphy's law where you said everything you know and and what anything that doesn't could possibly go wrong goes wrong that was me last night with my computer right angela because like yesterday yeah oh yeah oh yeah out of I'm, I'm trying to, okay, we're going to do this thing with Lois, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, everything else was fine. All of a sudden, when I'm about to start recording, that's when the bullshit happens. And now now my yellow duck and uh, uh, Shreemon does not want to work. Now I can't broadcast a damn thing. And I'm like, oh, not, everything was fine. I had everything good. And now, all of a sudden, none of that crap had to work. How about, yo, what time did I bother you, Angela? Last night, I'd be like, hey, can you do this on your computer to see if it's, it's all me? It's good, though. You can bother me. We're, we're, we're partners in this, okay? We're here. It's but what in the So we got it. Because, Andy, we planned, because uh, Stephanie, I don't know, if you're, you know your parent, you plan 80,000 yes, things. Murphy's because Law. Because you, you know that 79,999 of them are going to go wrong. You need to have that yeah. extra piece and even so we still we still trip and fall but that's where the fun comes in because again it's that beautiful uh that wabi-sabi kind of atmosphere because again we can cry when we laugh we can be safe when we're happy and when we're connecting on this kind of level so it's okay it's okay that it didn't work out because that's life man and that's you know our work when we submit but look, it for we when ended it up published and tangible that's when it needs to be legit crisp and clean but this is life baby this is life i don't like nope. life sometimes boo <laughs> yeah i listen, listen you can't you have to laugh because otherwise i'm just gonna cry and then if i cry I curl up in the closet and it's, it's not good curl like a ball with a blanket yeah. oh my god i remember me oh and my yeah cousin. we're talking we're talking in that like, oh yeah me and my cousin the corner of the closet Oh, me and my cousin, we call that couching, where, like, like you have a hoodie on, your hoodie's on, and you're leaned oh, all yeah. the way as far as you can possible, where your ne- between your neck and your back is on the couch. You're not even leaning on the couch anymore. That's what we call couching. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my life, for sure, except it's in the, it's the smallest cl- corner of the closet. That's a, that's a good yeah. place. Or I like to be outside demon. in the dark on the swing in nice weather, but it's not nice weather um, in Cleveland. Or it's too cold right now. Oh, see, no, see, in like the tri-state area is weird because it was cold the last couple of days, and today it's like sixty, uh, 57 degrees. I'm like, okay, what the hell's going on? Global warming, what are you doing? <laughs> well, the ice caps are melting, which is bringing the coolness, and then it's going to Wait, you guys still the- have snow? Oh yeah, it was like really, it was decent. It, you know, it was kind of like almost in the 50s, 40s, and then it gets snowy, so it happens. And listen, it, it's, it sometimes the snow comes down in June. It happened, it happened in Cleveland. It did snow in June, it did. That I is, remember it, I will never forget it, Andy. That oh, is wow. insane. It didn't stick, oh. but it still snowed. But still, in June? 
<laughs> in June, June, yeah. The Whitney, what? Whitney was right. Yeah. Wow. wow. It happens. It happens. If it's snows, if it's snows in, oh, I mean, then again, it's not. I think it's snow. Didn't it snow in California one time? Yeah, it's, uh, the other day, and it rained. It had like slush, uh, like a uh, rapid flooding too, which freaked everybody out. In California, yeah. that, of all places, that's insane. If 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 it snows or or if it gets icy snow in Puerto Rico, you know something's wrong. Well, I know Lois has experienced a few like ice and a little bit of a. I would say a half a half of a half of a half of a centimeter snow. I think in Georgia has had it before. This one time, one time I used to I used to teach one year in Cincinnati, and I was at a board of ed meeting about history curriculum, and they came into the room, and I'm from Cleveland, and they said, um, "We're gonna let you guys leave. There's a storm coming." And I'm like, uh, uh, what? And so I went home and as sure enough, as soon as I got home, 20, 30 minutes later, it started to snow. But like in Cleveland, no, there's no way they'd let us go home until the, the blizzard had already been there and done that. That was just funny to yeah. me. Yeah. I think that's everywhere. You guys gotta go. You, you know gotta go. The yeah. You know what's crazy in Jersey? I know it's because I'm from New York, but I live in Jersey. So in New York, as it's snowing, they're already paving, you know, kind of plowing the snow. Jersey, on the other hand, they wait till everything's done, then they start plowing. I'm like, what? So, um, obviously, um, Stephanie, have you ever been to Jersey? I'm not sure where you're, um, exactly. Oh, so, uh, this, I mean, no, no, so, I, mean, I have a, I have a question that came up in my, my trip to Jersey, and I wanted to know Stephanie's opinion on this. Oh God! I oh, swear, um, if it's about the pizza, I swear to God. Angela, no, it's not about I'm... the pizza. It's not about the pizza. It's not about the pizza. It's even better. Oh my God! Um, what, she says Jersey what, pizza is just pizza. It has nothing to do with the pizza. Stephanie, have you ever been to Jersey? Yes or no? Okay. Uh, no. Okay. Well, anyways, in Jersey, you can't pump your own gas, and so I was not expecting this gentleman to um, scare the living a daylights out of me and to like get my gas pumped. And he wasn't ready for me either because I started chatting him up. Oh, you're, I got you're a good me. one. I, I'm going to talk to you. So he said that every state should have um, people pumping gas because it would be uh, good for the job, uh, jobs. And I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, Stephanie. Would you be cool with uh, never pumping your own gas again? I mean, I, I guess and no. I, I guess yes because it's not exactly my favorite thing to do in the first place. But True, true. No, because I would feel like my my rule of thumb. I, I came from a background where I used I was a bartender. I waited tables mm -hmm. at Denny's and at other restaurants while Buffalo Wings. So I know that service industry. And to me, anybody that's doing you a service, this includes you know repairing at your home on your car, any type of service that they are rendering. I feel like you should tip them. So I wouldn't yes, want, especially with how high ask. gas prices are. I did I ask. I said, do they tip? And they said sometimes, and of course, you know, I, I felt obligated to tip because I, I like to tip yeah. the service industry too. But um, exactly. I feel though, Stephanie, I have a hard time allowing people to do something that I know that I could do myself. Like, But that's just New Jersey. I'm almost guilty I... about oh, which, I know, but still, but even like holding no, no, doors one open. Thing, no, no, I, I, I got I'll something for you. Like, I no, got a good one. No, no, I got a good, no, no. So, so the from the there, is it a norm? Do you, do you have to tip? Is that, is that like, 
Okay, yeah, no, so um, it's weird because I've only lived in Jersey for five years, almost going on six. I'm from New York. Everybody does the damn thing their damn self. Um, I'll t- I-, I was going to add on to what you said, but no, so for my own, I don't drive, but my sister does, but I think it's like voluntary and it's like, okay, thank you kind of thing. I don't think it's a core requirement to tip the person that's pumping the gas, but I do find it weird that in Jersey, for it's actually illegal to pump your own gas, but here's the thing that I find the most interesting because I'm I'm spoiled. I'm from New York. So in New York, I can go to a gas station, a deli, a pharmacy and get some beer. In New Jersey, you only have to go to a liquor store and get that. So I can't go to a gas station at 3 o'clock in the morning if I wanted some wine or if I wanted uh, like a, a can of beer or whatever and go get it. That's another thing I hate about Jersey. You have to go to an actual liquor store and get it there. Oh, wow. Okay. That's what I hate about right. Jersey. And everything closes at like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock the latest. That In New York, well, everything closes at 4. Jersey. But what I love about Jersey is that uh, recreational marijuana is legal. So that I well, appreciate. Well, it's legal across the board here. So not where... Uh, yeah, in New York, when they legalized it in New York, they were happy. Everybody was partying like it was 1999 when that thing said, okay, it's yeah, legal. Yeah. Oh, my God. Everybody was yeah. partying. We actually, the state of Ohio, we actually prevented it from becoming legal because we were afraid of this oligarchy that was coming through. And one of the uh, people that were all the people that were going to own all these recreational pot farms were going to be these former um, NFL athletes. I think Nick Lachey from 98 Degrees and, and was going to be one of them. And so we voted wow. it down. Wow. Wow. down Do you guys like, know that Steve Urkel? 98 Degrees. I'm Matt. I'm Matt. You just brought back. You know what, He's Angela? You just Cincinnati. you just made me feel old. You know why? Because you said 98 Degrees. I'm, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> you made well, me wait, so Stephanie, what were you saying? Stephanie, what were you so, saying? I was saying, did you guys know that, that Steve Urkel, Mr. Urkel <laughs> from Family Matters, he has his own strain. Actually, I didn't I know that. Urkel Nurple or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So he's got his own strain. Um, so I'm, I'm not opposed to him being part of that, um, you know, owning everything. But uh, yeah, he's a huge, uh, he's a huge pothead. Like, <laughs> anyway, it's it's legal across the board. So New York, I know, I remember when they made it medically for for medicinal purposes. Is it across the board legal now for recreational? Yeah. So now it's for it's for yeah. From my understanding, I could be wrong, but I believe now it's it's just, anyone could just have it. But let's say if you're just smoking, just a smoke it, you have to have a certain amount. If it passes, a, it's like a knife. Like it has to be like the size of your palm. Where there's it's like that. If you're just a random guy, like you said, recreational, whatever. If it's one of those things, Stephanie, that... I bought it in three states now, and the Jersey was one of them, and it was great. You just walk in, you can get whatever you want, and you walk out. But that's what I'm saying, yeah. So you yeah, can go well, to you can I go mean... to a you go to a smoke shop and actually get it. But like I said, but I know there's a certain amount that you could only carry with you. So it's weird. I mean, I don't, I don't smoke anymore, but because back then I had to get it from somebody. Oh, let me get a twenty or whatever. Now it's a little bit different. I haven't smoked since I got married. To be yeah. honest, so I don't know like now. Um, that's my understanding Andy, of it, though. I, I was then. I was 25. I was a very late bloomer. I was 25, and it just really helped with my anxiety. That's all I have to say. 
But yeah. weed is technically yeah, I don't have not any bad. Other but it's not no, no, bad. No. I, I struggle I, with the guilt. Stephanie, I do struggle with the guilt. Like being no, a mom because you know what like it that. is. I do struggle with fake guilt because again, it's legal in some states and not others. No, but you it's know what so it is when you grow up in a Hispanic household. They're don't like, tell oh, it's malo, it's Like I'm, I'm like, okay, but it can't kill you. It's not like I'm doing cocaine or if I'm doing Andy, Molly. Andy, and I used to do right. a lot of Molly. Like, Andy, don't tell my parents. Forget you, Andy. We don't tell my oh, parents. Oh no, you so can't they, tell your how parents. How do they not that. know? Oh, no, yeah. I'm a 40, Andy, I'm a 40-year-old woman, and it's legal. Come on. And my mom totally smoked weed, and I know my dad did, too, in the 60s. Come on. Yeah. But so, that was the worst. That was the worst in the 60s. Now it's okay. Yeah. Like, what? It, it, does it, I mean, oh, God. It's come a long way. It really has. I, I do yeah. remember that. that. Uh, street weed wet back in the day versus what it is now and and i'm in arizona and it's it's legal across the board here and i in full disclosure i still i use it uh, but i only use it at night and it's for my mm-hmm. insomnia for my anxiety yeah. it was my holistic approach to resolving I, my issues oh stephanie i bet that was very helpful for you because when you oh. transitioned from a pharma oh, yeah. uh pharmacological uh I, I, I can almost i almost sounded smart for a second but like going from that like um chemical concoction of different yeah thank you hon um where you know you're really affected chemically by your body and then going towards a more you know holistic and again it's a it's a naturalistic approach and there's different types of you know there's a botany and there's evolution and there's genetics involved that they're really they're taking certain traits of strains and and just like they're GMOing and just like they're uh, using the CRISPR to change our DNA, because that's happening too. Forget AI, uh, our DNA, we can actually change our DNA. So again, we got to get Boone's writing thing because we're, we're almost gone. Because we're all going to be yeah. on these crazy things. But yeah, I don't know where we're going. But yeah, because again, Stephanie, I'm with you at a thousand percent. And I, as a woman, as a mom, as, again, I felt like so stupid about being feeling stupid about it. But again, I... I like that sometimes. Well, and I think that all three of us are around that same age group where this was a very taboo um, conversation to have. Just even 10, 20 years ago, we had to hide what we were doing in that regard. And now it's more uh, socially acceptable. You know, it's still not socially acceptable to smoke crack. It's like the tattoo. It's like tattooing. Yeah. Oh god, exactly. that was like that was like the ultimate sin if you did tattoo. You know how much like when my brother got a tattoo, the only guilt trip my parents. <laughs> oh, what did he yeah. get? It was a tattoo oh. that he got. It was it was a tattoo of Puerto Rican flag. That's all it was. I know. It's like of course. I know. I knew it was gonna be something either like honoring the, the religion oh, or Oh my god! He's like, oh, now you can't give me that. blood. Now you can't do this, and now you're not gonna go to heaven because I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, well, it's a Jewish them. religion too. Yeah. Our yeah. My parents are Catholic. Yeah, you can't. Oh. You're not. Yeah. I'm not Jewish, but I have been. I have family who's Jewish, and I was. Almost raised Jewish, I'll say. No, but I get and, what you and, mean. And that religion too. You can't, you can't mark oh, up the body. Oh my God! Yeah, and they always bring up the whole. I, I think, um, um, Stephanie, I think you're the one that brought up that conversation a while back, actually. Yeah. yeah they always uh-huh. quote Leviticus, or they always quote. I forgot what the other verse was. I'm just like, oh my God! Why do you always bring that one up? You can't bring nothing else. But yeah, that. yeah. You and I, we had that conversation about Leviticus and how what a scary book it is, and how it says that you can't have tattoos and that's a sin and flash past the hell if you do you know um yeah but which i think is utter 
BS, but that's neither here nor there. No, it's fine. Um, it, 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 you don't have to worry about offending me because I'm like, I'm more understanding about stuff, so you don't gotta worry about. Oh my god, I'm not gonna offend Andy. No, I don't really care because I've had people tell me stuff. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Hey, it is what it is. Yeah, no, but I think that we could all probably sit and have a really great conversation, deep conversation about you know religion and just and spirituality and. Mm -hmm. and all that um, because I like I'm not one to ever judge anybody and I think I, I think that's what I've always appreciated also about Andy is that I know he you know he's a, a man of God and, and he's uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong but you do consider yourself a, a saved Christian correct yeah and I, I, I'll explain so basically yes um by category yes I'm considered a um, non-denominational Christian which I think it's weird because I'm a non-denominational Christian is a denomination but whatever that's a whole nother yeah. conversation but you but don't yeah. you don't tend to side towards uh, more down the Catholicism aisle no no so I'm more so no, no, you're like a Lutheran church like what do you where do you guys uh no at? so I no no so or I go Unitarian no no so no 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 so um I'm, I'm actually okay so I fall under the category of non-denominational Christians, or we go to a church. Oh, okay. Non-denominational Christian is someone that doesn't fall in the denomination. Like we don't, we're not Catholics. We're not. We're Christians. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. We just don't. Ha we don't. Right. Like for example, like the church that my brother when I used to go to church with my brother, right back when I lived in Brooklyn. So even though um, I, me and my brother, we consider ourselves non-denominational Christians, but the church we went to, the denomination they focused on was charismatic Christian. Me and my brother didn't really oh, okay. focus on that category. We yeah, just I'm focused. Not familiar with that either no 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 I'm that's what i'm saying yeah i'm cool like I'm, I'm like learning new things i i've taken like a lot of cool courses in my in my collegiate opportunities so i really like to hear new things that i might not have been able to hear about before. yeah, yeah. So, so i didn't maybe, know that was a subset no yeah so a denomination is just like like i'll give an example of a denomination i know like, like yeah. methodist Latin yeah, Eastern. we don't. Yeah, so okay. non-denominational Christians are. Yeah, so we don't fall but under that, yeah. that. But my mom is weird because um the way I even knew about that because my parents, uh, especially my father, he he's a Catholicism background. But my mom, before she met my father, she used to be Pentecostal. It wasn't until twenty nineteen. No, I mean to twenty thirteen was when I came to Christ and then 2008 was when my brother came to Christ but like we consider ourselves non-denominational Christian even though the church we went to was a charismatic Christian we didn't really like focus on the whole denominational thing because our main thing was yeah. having personal intimacy with Jesus and all that other stuff that's all we really focus on all right. but that's what we have to be careful with doctrine too because well. there, there's these like um, progressive Christian that's a whole different thing and that's a little bit more like yeah, well, so can it's, I it's say this too, Andy, because uh, uh, Stephanie, I know I want to, I, I want to hear from you too. But here's here's where I, this is going to be a, a good thing, but a totally horrible thing. But I'm going to say this. Um, technically, my mom is Jewish, and I was born from her. And under the Jewish uh, religion, I am I am a chosen one for being born from a female vagina that is Jewish. Additionally, I had been a part of a few times when I had really close friends, and I had been saved in a Baptist church. Additionally, when I went and took a religious course, we looked into um, different religions, including um, Hinduism. And at that Hinduism, which is really kind of an interesting um, subset of uh, beliefs as well, we asked about like, well, how would one convert to that? And they say, you don't convert, you just are. So in all essence, we can all be um, ones who worship Hinduism. And then finally, um, the Buddhist ideology just seems to fit with kind of where I am 
spiritually about the being satisfied with nothing and, and finding contentment in that. But also I'm, I believe that God's in the cell. It's at a cellular level and we're all connected on the metaphysical plane. So I'm either really going to hell or I'm really in a good place. Stephanie, are you good? Are you good too? I'm, I'm very much a, a, a kind of, I mean, probably a happy medium between you and Andy. We're, um, and I'm quite honestly, in my studies of religion, uh, I align myself for the longest time, I align myself with with Judaism. That's what I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. considered. I, I wasn't technically Jewish. I wasn't born Jewish. I was not raised in a religious household, period, because my ancestors are actually polygamous Mormons, and my oh, mom did not. Wow. Yeah, I have a, I have a interesting thing to say about Mormonism because um, my wife, her family background, um, even though she's um, she did used to go to a Catholic church or whatever, but my brother-in-law is actually Mormon, and uh, so it, 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 at times it can be difficult. At times when I talk, have a conversation with my brother-in-law because he's Mormon, I'm a, I'm not denominational, but then my mother-in-law is Catholic, so yeah. there's just some things we just don't I, yeah. we won't really but, touch on. It. That's where it gets difficult. No. That's why for me, I'm oh, able yeah. to I'm able to discern when and how to go about the situation and how my approach is in a post. Absolutely. Andy, yeah, you're so good about that. And no, I think but people, people really... have people have rebuked me for that though. Like even like when I used to live, well, in the, people have oh because you're supposed right. to do you're supposed but to believe this. That's it. Isn't that the exact opposite of what what Jesus taught? Wasn't he all inclusive? I mean, quite literally. I, you I, know, I, want so to I wanted to ask you about you of really kind of I I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to. Uh, I want to say identifying with uh, Judaica because was it the tradition of Judaica that kind of drew you in because it is one of the ones that have had tradition for so long or what, what brought yeah. you into that? It, or- it was that it hadn't been so muddled over the years that there was still those sects that are yeah, still so incredible. Good. The dedication to tradition, where women are covering their heads with with wigs, and not a man other than their husband should see their own hair, and and separating the the dairy and the meat, like having separate kitchens, and people are doing that. Yeah, so that's really what drove you to that. It was, yeah, it was, it was that, and it being you know one of the longest standing religions, mm-hmm. it was the fact that in furthering my studies, I realized that um, Christianity was really just it. It is a split off of of Judaism that they kind of took the parts that they liked about it and then kind of evolved their own, which is great. As but I did from Catholicism, so to speak, as well, right. kind of a break, so exactly. the, 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 the kind of points or whatever. Right. Everything kind of originated from there. And I also, at the time, and I don't know that I necessarily agree with it still today, but it, it, it was their outlook of, of Jesus, that he was a prophet, not necessarily the messiah not necessarily like the um trinity like they believe in catholicism that sort of thing now i think my views are maybe a little bit different on that topic today than they were back then but um but for the most part why i gravitated and, and i know this is definitely not a conversation that we're not necessarily wanting to have but i will say to say this knowing what i know about like the history of the geography and, and historically of the world, the way that religious imagery has been um, Europeanized 
so to speak, is it really is very difficult to know what to understand is true or not when we're taking such a huge thing and and altering that. I will say this. Um, I'll end this. I'll end this particular topic with this, and uh, which is understandable into that degree of of this. And then let's wrap it back up to how we can submit wait, wait, hold back on. to yeah, hold on. Can, yeah, Angela. Don't say it. Say it no, no. Uh, one thing, and I do agree with this statement. What I'm about to say is the fact that um, religion, unfortunately, is scary. It is scary. It brings. I like religion because it brings people together, but I hate it because it's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I agree speak, too. Yeah. So speaking of um, publications, I wanted to talk about before I forget because I don't want to forget about asking you this, and I've been wanting to ask you about your book, verbal, uh, verbal vomit. Um, talk to me about the process of writing that book and why did you call it verbal vomit? Um. <laughs> so I uh, the process of writing it, I mean, it really just it kind of uh, took off on its own, and it was something that happened because I just had so many pieces that I didn't know quite what to do with. So I was like, let's just make a collection. And it was also kind of my practice run on on trying to figure out how to format the interior of a book and you know make my own covers and do things like that. Um, and you know. I've tried to take that book actually off of the market because I do want to redo it. I think I've gotten it off of Amazon, but now yeah, I'm I saw it that. Off of Barnes and- no, no, I. Oh did- wow! How come? How come? Yeah, you yeah, to I was gonna it? say I saw that. I did see that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, in in writing the book, it, it really just kind of came together on its own because I just had all of those pieces that were just sitting there, not really doing anything, but maybe being posted on my my Instagram and my Facebook. So I decided to do a book and kind of my test run to make sure that I could really, you know, do the whole publishing thing. Um, I had submitted it to several publishers and of course got rejected. I mean, that's part of the game. You have to have thick skin when you go into trying to get published. You're going to get like 99% of rejections. So I and that's what it to, is. That's just what it is. Yeah. Exactly. So I decided to publish it myself. Um, I named it Verbal Vomit because I. this goes back to when the light went back on in my head and I started writing and it felt like for a good you know, year or two, I couldn't put the pen down. I was verbal vomit. That sounds something I know. I know verbal vomit. Yeah. That's yeah, verbal vomit for sure. Exactly. And and most people who know me know that I don't have much of a filter. I say what's on my mind, I say what's on my heart. Um, and, and it is what it is, you know. So um, I, I, we gotta say this real quick, Andy. We gotta say this because I think this is important to say because I Stephanie, you brought this up and I think we just need uh poets, uh we're like NBA stars. Like that is that much of like the percentage of really so you really gotta accept that that rejection because again, we're fighting for so little and that's why having each other and having each other's backs and supporting each other, that's why we're able to do so much more. So Stephanie, thank you for let's hear about your book because again we don't have access to it so if we're some of us late to the game you cannot get it unless you go to barnes and noble still because she's still trying to get it off there but um you're going to redo this book because why 
Um, yeah, I just think that I could do, have done a better job. I, I would rather have. Oh, I that's think how it, writers are. Writers are like that. Yeah. Writing is never done. <laughs> I will say, yeah. Stephanie, um, one of my favorite books from Chuck Palahniuk is called Invisible Monsters. And um, he redid it. And when he redid it, he actually set up the redo as if it was flipped to page 78 as if it were a magazine and it was continuing the story because that was part of the vapid theme that he had. So. You know, this is kind of a great opportunity for you to actually take that and follow into kind of that creative aspect. So are you going to try and just improve it or are you going to just shake the whole thing up? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to improve it. Um, I definitely there's some pieces in there that I'm I want to take out. And then there's some other ones that have come, you know, to fruition since I first published that that I'd like to get in there. Um, so you're so, going to add to it. That's what I was my next question. Yeah. You're going to add more juiciness to it. Great. Ver more vomit, more juice to the vomit. Yeah. Add and, and subtract. I'll be doing both. Um, and then, of course, I mean, I, I feel like when it, especially when it comes to a poetry book, there should be some sort of underlying type of theme. And while mine kind of did, it kind of didn't. You know, there was a lot of mental health pieces in there, but then there was also a lot of like love gone sour in there. And then there was some others that were like that mushy still in love phase type thing. And I really have come to terms with as much as I would like to, you know, say that I'm a I'm a, a broody poet or I'm a darker type poet. I am a love poet and mostly love gone wrong. That's just you who gotta I am. be you. You gotta be you. You gotta have your voice. And I'm, and that's why you're doing so well now because you found your voice. And, and that's right. so great that you found it. And I agree. You're, you know, it's your sculpture. And, and we've heard this before, Andy, and some of our other themes too. This almost itself, the process of making it before, taking it off the shelves, reclaiming uh, it, reframing it, and um, reintroducing it, that in itself is also the performance art within. So yeah. that itself becomes an additional layer that, um, can you, have you started that process of retutilizing it or you're so focused on your publishing side that you haven't gotten to it yet? Yeah, so I've gotten as far as going through the physical book and like tagging the pages that I want to keep. I've gone through all of my records and like uh, edited and and kind of because that's another thing with me is I think poetry is, is forever evolving. I can look at a piece I did five years ago and still find ways to improve it today. So um, there yeah, are so some pieces never done and it's a piece yeah. is never done. Writing is never done in theory. I think that exactly. Andy, right? You're that, that's a, that's a philosophy. That's why it sucks. Cause I struggle with that. Like I can't do the dishes cause in essence the dishes will never be done. Like making the bed right. in essence, the bed, it will never really be done. I struggle with that, but so writing which, itself is a, a never ending process, but yeah, it's a fun process. Yeah. Which Have is you, an aspect that, kind of tortures my OCD when it comes down to it um, because I, with my OCD it, like things to me have to be done in a very chronological order and they have to be done perfectly and they have to oh, be I, yeah. there, there has I to be imagine. a final there has to be an end point and so with poetry there never really is an end point for me so it's this constant like kind of battle in my head um, but oh, so real quick, word vomiting. To, oh yeah go ahead I want to give a, a quick shout out. I know that you guys are are connected with him as well, but the person who helped make me see that I am a love poetry poetess and to be okay with that is, um, you know, in the ether. Uh, he yes. really. Oh my gosh! Really. He's. Oh, I gotta get him one too. He's wow. He's an amazing. 
Oh my gosh, incredible! I yeah, he's he's teased us and said maybe when he's back on the East Coast, we can all be in the same space and have an incredible yeah. interview. So like definitely knocking out, you know, with teaching, I definitely have. I'm free all of June, all of July, and most of August. And the ether, Benjamin, come on, let us know when. Yeah, and he's the and best. He already knows, and he already knows they know how to get it down there. So. Oh my gosh, Stephanie! Yeah, that. So what? What? How? How did that happen? Like, how did he influence you to be, wake up and go? Yeah. Hey, I'm not this who I thought I was. I'm actually better. So what? So okay. Yeah. So he's um he and I connected because I stumbled across his page. He stumbled across mine. And when I was back when I was doing lives and I was a, a curator and a live uh, host for you know some of the platform pages, a pop. A panoply of posts back in 2019, which was a, like why we oh, yeah, speaking that time of, and I did the other, uh, oh, of speaking of, yeah. speaking of, I gotta say something before I, um, before I forget because I've been meaning to tell you this and I keep forgetting to tell you this, so you brought it up, so I'm gonna tell you now. So, back in the day, right, when I was first, you know, getting my poetry, um, um, featured and stuff like that. So whenever someone would read my poetry, this is before I had the cream catcher thing. I would record like you know with a different phone, play the thing, and record the actual part where I'm getting read. And I actually found one where it was you and Cynthia <gasps> reading my piece. Oh my gosh! And I still have it. I still have it till this very day. Um, I okay. I can I play it right now? I would I have. Just to I just relinked with Cindy. So um, she's, hopefully oh, she'll wonderful. be coming back at some point and hopefully there will be something in there that has to do with she and I. I'm still just kind of, uh, I can't say too much, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear oh, back gosh, from her. Yeah, yeah, did she get yeah, married? No. Did she get Not married? Yeah, to the bone. bone yeah, Verbo, yeah Je I was named Jeff, Verbo I think his name was. Verbo's Project. Yeah. Project. There was my dyslexia in in the works. Bird bones, bones birds. Oh, no, it's um, <laughs> um, yeah. Bird Bones Project. But going back to to Ben is that the the way that he and I kind of connected is because I was one of the first people to um to like find his his poetry and read him live. And he was very appreciative of that. And I continued reading him because I loved his message and I loved the way he wrote and I loved him as oh, a person. He's incredible. Um, he's just like boom, boom, in boom. In addition boom. to that. Back in that day, there that was a time period where there was a lot of predatory behavior happening in the in the community, and I was really really shying away of talking to anybody who was male uh, through DM. But he always made me feel safe. He was always respectful. That's he was always kind. that's the way it's supposed Never to be. Exactly. Right. So he and I would talk, you know, uh, like friendly conversation through DM and I felt safe doing so. And it was in one of those conversations that he said, Stephanie, you are a love poet. Just own it and be happy with wow. it. And make your best work. And that, oh and I gosh. went, oh my God. And it clicked. You know how sometimes when people say something to you, like you can hear it a thousand times or you could say it to yourself yeah. a thousand times, but somebody can word it just the right way. And suddenly at the right time. You know, Exactly, I, and that's Stephanie. That's I'm looking for that. I'm, I'm waiting, and Andy, like you, you pulled me up out of the ground, Andy, and I'm still continuing. But to the keep thing is, I things. didn't know. You know, it's funny with me and Angela. It is so interesting because when I first met her, I didn't even know who you were until you had that post. But I'm like, okay, I didn't even know you. I was already following yeah. you. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And you were talking about New Year's Eve. I said, and then. 
and I said, hey, I don't know. It's just somehow we just reconnected. But I think that was, I looked at it as that was the confirmation I needed that, okay, I should be bringing the podcast back. I should be rebranded. I should be doing these things. And again, all this started from a New Year's Eve post. And then to think we're looking back now, like, oh, snap. Like, wow, this started here. And here we are today. Same thing with me but and um, yeah. Same thing with Stephanie Lampochi. All this started was yeah. You were on a pop, and you were also on your heartbeats loud. Like that's how it all started. And here we are and that's having what a conversation. We're, doing. we're bringing it back. And we're, we're breaking bread, it. like they say. We're breaking yeah. bread. <laughs> yes. We're coming back. We're calling. I mean, I hate to do it because I, I I don't want to go this world again. Anybody like we're calling everybody home. It's time. It's time to come to the table. We can share again. We can come together yeah. and be human again. Yeah, we and just it's time. recently. We need it. I need yeah, this. I can't I take just, it anymore. Yeah, I no, no. I, I just, I just recently, yeah, I just recently um, yeah. changed my handle from that page into the podcast, obviously, and now I just have a separate page with my poetry and stuff. So it's weird putting poetry on a new page and actually being like, it's funny because you said something very interesting, Stephanie, about, you know, like, you know, taking your book out and seeing which one works and stuff. It's the same thing. Now I'm like, okay, I'm not going to just put anything. I'm going to put what I feel I think should go on there kind of thing. And that's really what I'm doing now. It's interesting, but I think I needed to change yeah. the handle because now it's not the Andy Morales, it's the Andy Morales because I couldn't use the handle mm-hmm. anymore. I was like, yeah. eh, it's okay. It's but the tip here is, though guys is you know because i know we've all kind of taken our hi- hiatuses to kind of regroup and and rebrand and figure ourselves out and and establish what we you know said earlier those healthy ba- boundaries is that the entire time that stephanie lamb was gone i still have and and continued to work with a an anonymous account and that's where i would because it was still so very important to me wow to interesting and putting that because it's something about not just the writing process, but something about releasing it out into the world that is very yeah. hard for me. Um, so I had an anonymous account, like throwing and throwing it, it out, like throwing it out, but yeah. we're giving it up to the world, and we'll, whatever exactly. happens, be damned. But you, God damn it, you got it out of you. Exactly. So that's really fascinating. So anonymous account, we don't have to. Obviously, we're not going to get any uh, yeah, no. exclusive hair. <laughs> oh yeah, God, you always want you always want an exclusive, um, Angela. Come on. Exactly. Is that taboo though, Stephanie? Can we go there? Is that taboo? Um, having an anonymous account. No, I have one account? too. I, 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 I want to know. Is, is that is that a level of? Um, I, let's, let's talk about it. I because I think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta get it out. If if either of you guys you know ever do another hiatus and still feel like you need to get your work out there, or anybody listening for that matter. Um, yeah. Having that anonymous account really did help. And, but it is very, very uh, kind of funny to look at, you know, with the name, the lamb name, and I don't know how I became what I became, but I had all these, you know, very followers and, and support. And then I put some of even the same work out on this anonymous account and got crickets. You know what I mean? It's so fast. Exactly. And that's why we, we talked about that. I mean, Andy's no stranger to fuck the algorithm and stuff like that. When I came right. back, like it's right before I left, right before um, COVID hit, and I had I had to wait for personal reasons. My family was affected by some of the shit that was going on, um, both in house and and with reality. But um, I was making some good, like I I mean, again, ego. We're we're artists. We have a little ego here. Like I would say the hundred plus uh, for every freaking post, and when I came back, it's like twenty. 
And again, it's like, I, I'm, I'm for the work. It's not for that. I, I tell myself that, but still to go from like a full steam ahead to like basically starting at zero. If you've ever been a runner, which I've never was a runner until I became a, a, an older adult. Um, and I have done half marathons, but when you don't run for a while and you run again, it's so difficult to run. It's like, yeah. it's so, um, it's almost unmotivating, even though, you know, you're going to actually get back to where you were a lot quicker than before, but still like having an anonymous account allows you to still express yourself. Uh, but yeah, and then we're talking about the realities. But it was all for me. It was yeah, all for me is. at that point. And that was the beauty of it, I think. And and I don't think I'll ever, even on the Lamb account, ever get back to the days where I, you know, had hundreds of likes or a hundred. Yeah, again, I, it, it wasn't even about that. But here's what I wanted to say, because also too, it's also nice to put out something that people don't know it's you and they're not attaching uh -huh. any part of your face. Because sometimes people just write words and they're just yeah. words. And they're nothing at all connected to them, but just words, because words are words. And we can leave them however we want to. So I, I like the idea of it. Uh, and guess what, folks? I made a fake account one time just to have one. So I just had one for myself, too, Stephanie. So here you go, exclusive. Yes. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? I had a... I had a account like that, but you know what's funny? I wasn't using it for those reasons. Because you know how back in the day, I don't know if you remember back in the day, when you had to format the text of your caption, you had to use a special character or certain things in order for it to be formatted oh a certain God. way. So I would use that as my draft. had no followers, no nothing. I would just use that as my, like, okay, this is, I'm going to post it here, see what it looks like. And then once I found the thing, I would copy paste it onto the account that I wanted it to be on. And again, okay, now it looks exactly how I want it to look. Now it's not even like that. But back then, you had to use special programs to align the stupid lines. Do you guys remember that? Oh, I do. Yeah, because everything was about the You know who was big on that? You know who was big. You know who was big on that? I really put me onto that was Brett. <laughs> Oh, oh I, I, was, I, well, I love you say Brett. I miss Brett so much. Oh my God, Brett. Yeah, Brett put me on to that. He's the one that introduced me Brett. to him and Brian Edwards. That's the one I, I want to resurrect from the dead. If that's, if that's why, um, I, mean, I have him on Facebook, but he's not really on like. Will you? Uh, send him a message. Tell him what we're doing. Send him a send him to YouTube. Send him a YouTube link. I think he was on TikTok. Not TikTok. Can you imagine Brett on TikTok? Oh my God, that would be my dream. That's my dream. Can we make Brett on TikTok? That was. That would just make uh, we, my life no, no, I have so a, much better. But, I have a uh, no, Twitter. Thing. I think he's on Twitter. I think oh. I saw him on Twitter before. But I, I do, I do have a, I do have a, a TikTok that has our stuff on there. Cause you know, I do little like previews and stuff. Hey, check it out. And yeah. the only thing I don't like about TikTok is you have to have a certain amount of followers just so you could have oh. a clickable link. That's the sucky part about it. Stephanie, I think TikTok's the right amount of dose of an Angela yeah, Murray. Yeah, it's, it's a, very a hit short and miss. <laughs> it's a very, it's a perfect amount of Angela Murray. Not too much. Just don't uh, start dancing or flashing because you see a lot of that crap. That's oh, the bad thing about that. freaking no, TikTok. No. You know, no, one time my wife was like, "Oh, this is." No, but I remember one time I was looking at wrestling and then this woman just popped up. My wife's like, oh, this is what you do? This No, no, it's not that, babe. It's not that. Like, no, look, and I had to show it to her. you were writing about? I was like, no, no, look, look. No, it just, it just randomly pops up on the feed. I don't know what it is, but it's so annoying. I'm like, no, no, I'm not looking at porn. I swear to God, I'm not that. You I know promise what? You, you. You must be looking at a lot of um, wrestling stuff and it just pulls it from that kind of stuff. Because all of my stuff is like dark, twisted artwork. No, right, but on TikTok, it's weird. 
Huh? Oh wait, that's you know what? I don't have a TikTok. I'm like, I refuse. I refuse. No, no. I so on TikTok, yeah, it just things, it, it comes out anymore. on random. It comes out on random. But now I realize, yeah, yeah. okay, after uh, yeah, yeah. I know it it's when it's musically. Yeah, now it's just random woman like tits bouncing like out of nowhere, and I'm looking at oh, wrestling, God. and then this came out of nowhere, and I'm like, okay, what the hell? And my wife's like, okay, what? This is what you do? But no, 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 no ba- oh my God! Like, it was- Andy, I think Stephanie, I think people who like wrestling must really like tits bouncing, right? Steph, is that must go over here and here? No, oh lord. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, um, you got yeah, jokes. I, I, I don't have jokes because that really did not land at all. <laughs> oh my god but um again so it, we gotta got off topic but it was because we're talking about reworking our old pieces into something even better and new and i think upcycling is itself becomes part of the performance bit and you know what stephanie uh, lamb she talked to the realness about having an anonymous account to post anonymous work but there are people out there that use anonymous accounts for not like the right reason so that's why we talked about you know this the taboo of it. but again I, we're here for the work so we're not here to talk about any of that because we're here to talk about the amazing stuff that stephanie lamb's been doing so again if you haven't checked out all of the cloak super press definitely head that way they're supporting us and they're not here for the money that they're, they're not here for the fame they're here to create a community where we are showcasing this amazing artwork and um medium because that's what you know, the youth is really there. Like hearing from our um, high school age, they're they're feeling this and, they, and they're wanting to create as well. Um, also, we have the Grateful Anthology. Please submit for that. We have until June 4th. Um, all the details, Stephanie walked us through how to do that. Again, you can always get the details off of her page and of course, Quilt Keepers Press. And they don't just do anthologies, even though there's gonna be amazing spoken word anthology dropping out this June. Uh, while they're getting the new submissions, the next one is gonna drop out in June. And I know I'm definitely gonna check that out. We already have some friends. We're gonna try and hook up and get some more tangible, um, high quality um, audio uh, versions of the spoken word. But Stephanie, other than that, like what else is left uh, coming up in the pipeline for you personally? Um, what else is next? Because you've got, you've got it all. Like you, you, kept, you don't stay still. You move, and you're bringing us with you. So where are we going? I am. I'll follow um, you I'm anywhere, always, girl. Always going. Okay, so, um, well, so we've got two poetry books coming out next month, and then we have two more coming out in April. And then we have the spoken word coming out in June. We are still accepting submissions for the um, fall season um, chat book competition that we have. Okay. We, What's that? We oh, can we talk about that real quick? Like, what does yeah. that look like? Uh, what does the so, chat book mean? I know it's a smaller collection. Uh, I know. Yeah. Can we go into that real quickly? Because there might be people out there that want to submit. Absolutely. Yes. Please. And please do submit if you guys want to. Um, the chat books are, so they are a smaller collection. We go a little bit over the, the normal page count for chat books. Chat books generally are, you know, uh, 25, well, even lower than 25. Usually it's like 10 to up to 40 pages is usually the norm. We will go what as is, far as 60. I prefer 60. staying around the 40 range, but if I'm we sorry, go what 60, range? The preferred range was what I, I missed. Um, yeah, so like definition wise, it's between 10 and 40 pages, but we'll go, you know, a little over 40 if, if we need yeah. to. I you want to hit closer to 40, 60 is the max. Yeah. If you have so, to go to 60, that's about where you're going to cut them off at. Because we're word vomity. I'm very vomity. I, I can't yeah, shut yeah. up. So, okay. So, and then, the, well, how, uh, yeah, go ahead. 
the important thing about a chat book to keep in mind if you ever are going to submit, whether it be with Quillkeepers Press or any other publisher, is that you need to have a theme. Uh, have a theme to your work. Don't send like a mod podge of, of. Is it a open interpretive stuff. right now for your submission, uh, or do you have yeah, a chapbook theme that? My my only goal with chapbooks, and I say this with every as the description and everyone, we don't have a theme in mind. We just want work that, that as soon as we open it, it's that first poem. It's cohesive. Want you, we want it's, you to grab us by the throat and dare to never let go until the so end. It's like, sorry, because I'm like, I'm seeing like almost like a fashion runway, like it's cohesive from start to finish. It has you going into some sort of, of real collective movement, whatever that theme is. It is open interpretation for Absolutely. the chapbook, not, not like grateful. Now, what can I, I want a clarification. So 40 pages to, is the sweet spot, is it 40 pages or 40 poems? 40 pages. Okay, good. So, I just want to clarify because again, we got to talk kindergarten level today because I just want to make sure. Because again, yeah. Angela, Murray, Andy, we're going we're going to get our stuff together. We're going to get all our stuff out. We're going to get these chat books out. We're going to get our CDs done. We're going to get all of this stuff. So, go ahead. And if anybody wants an idea of a like the perfect chat book for us, um, check out one of the last people that we we published, Andreas Cologne, and his was the Matador's wife. Um, and oh and yeah, it is I think I saw um, it is the most amazing chapbook ever. I am so proud of that collection and proud of of Andreas because he is just he's an he's just an amazing writer and he's very young in college. He's actually over there in Ohio with you. So um, and he's just he's a college student. He's just God. He's so amazing. I don't even have enough words to say how great this this guy is. I know the um, Matador's so, wife because that's the yeah. one that's the one you accidentally tagged me in. <laughs> You know what, um, Stephanie, I think this is the right time to like, we're going to honor him by ending on just talking about him and, and wrapping yeah. it up. Because again, he was and, the last chat book. He is. But one last thing is that we will be opening our open submission for full length collections, novels, Ooh, memoirs wow. for the 2024 lineup. So be looking out for that within the next like couple of months and we'll be opening that oh, window. Wow. That's once we perfect, yeah. And so once we find our perfect uh, manuscripts through those submission window, we close it. And then you have to wait until 2024 for it to open again. Nice. Nice. Um, All that right. Is... So no, honoring it's... Andreas, it was the last chat book. And then again, be on the lookout for full length, whether it's a novel or a full length poetry or whatever, because that's going to come out that way exclusive. I think that's a great place to wrap up all the crazy stuff that they're doing, right, Andy? No, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I will say this. Um, um, I forgot what I was going to say. And that's funny because I'm very intrigued with what you guys have been talking about. Um, yeah. I'll definitely I'll definitely have this episode by tomorrow because since we're not going because we're, we're not going live um tomorrow since i'm going live with brandon white poetry and mu music and poetry i keep i keep talking about this yeah. lesson now i'm mixing this up no i think it's music and poetry or something like that yeah so we're going oh, oh, i got Saturday. a hot play ticket i got my youngest daughter's gonna be in a play tomorrow i gotta i gotta check that but out. either sorry way so um <laughs> sorry to disappoint you guys no live tomorrow but we are going live but on we'll saturday. See you saturday right but and the I'll point is Yes, but the point is... Stephanie, thank you so much. Yeah, Andy, what's the point? Tell them the point. Yeah, the, oh my God, I'm sorry. No, no, um, 
But the point is, you know, I am um, honored and privileged to have you on. Especially you, because I know between you and Lois, I've been trying to get you guys on for a hot minute. I know you guys have busy lives, and uh, I I'm happy you said yes to this, doing this. Um, again, And the I woman crush goes both ways, Stephanie. It was a, it was a two-way woman crush here, honey. Yeah, oh, oh thank I, you. I, I think she secretly has a crush on you. Now, nah, um, <laughs> no. Not a secret, Stephanie. Not anymore. a secret. We're out. We're out. <laughs> Oh my god! But um, again, you like I said, like it's like whether it's Lois or you or even um Natalie and, and even other people as well. Like you guys have had an impact in my life. Like you wouldn't even believe. Honestly, um, you were one of the first people that I've interacted with in that way. Oh, even Zillion Poetry too. Like you guys were the first that you know. Like pretty much Zillion was the window that led me to you, and it's just uh to think you know and it's crazy to think like wow we look back now it's like i said earlier we look back now like here we are we're technically breaking bread together and just having a great conversation and we're just creating this space and i i really i really appreciate you for this just for saying yes and for doing this with us and i mean i don't know i don't, I don't know where this is gonna go but i'm just happy that i can look back years now and be like you know what are like especially me my son's gonna look at this one and be like wow i never saw this side of my dad before and it's like i want to leave a legacy behind that when i die this is what we're like when we're all old and we all not here anymore it's one of those things like you know what like our families or, or any or anyone before um after us or whatever they're gonna look at us like except for me yeah like, me. Gonna, i don't want my kids to ever find this nope i oh hope they don't ever find this god. <laughs> don't, oh my god oh god like i, I i'm a real person no no because because the thing is i'm all about i'm all about like leaving a lasting impact a legacy behind that when i pass on you pass on we all pass on to look at us like wow like this is the impact they have left in this community and i, I like to hope and pray and hopefully wish that you know what this can go i think this community could really go bigger than what has ever been i mean i, I if i if, if alan ginsburg can do it back in the 60s and this is a whole different time there's no reason why we can't we have the resources for that we just have to be together and just be on the same page and just let's make this let's make this uh, renaissance revival thing happen because like no more competition no more stupid let's just let's just write and have that impact that's the way i see everything we're i think i just want to raise you we're yeah. gonna laugh we're gonna cry that's but we're gonna laugh first we gotta laugh first and, and yeah. nobody's allowed to be uncomfortable or awkward in our space i always tell anybody the only person who's uncomfortable ever with andy and i is me and i don't get uncomfortable there's just not made that way unfortunately that's why i don't mind falling on my face and that's part of the fun that we're gonna have here today so Oh my gosh, Andy! What a way! What a great way to wrap that up. Um, Word. Um, so, any 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 last thoughts? Any last final thoughts, um, Stephanie? Um, you know, I guess just on the the quillkeeper end is just you know we are a traditional publisher, which you know by definition that means that we pay you, and you know obviously royal, royalty cuts, but we also do have if you're looking to self-publish then we do have self-publishing packages can help you with that um so there's now, no excuse no excuse for anybody yeah. out there we have a friend in here who can help you with your publishing questions your your goals we they can help you you just gotta end yeah. your work yourself take the time to yeah. craft yeah and all of that aside um just thank you guys so much for having me here today and for just the the you know friendship the kinship the i think i feel like we're all kind of these kindred spirits here in this in this room and we all 
identify with each other. And it's, it's kind of neat to see all of the parallels that we, that I have, you know, with you, Angela, and then with you and you have, it's just a very, it's a very beautiful thing. And I felt like this whole idea came together very organically, which I'm a huge, huge fan of when things come together. Yes. And it It, feels really good. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. I, I love what you're doing. Of course, if there's ever anything that I can do for you guys, just you're doing just it. You're know. doing it. You know, you're yeah, you're you're, you're you making history. You're helping us because we need people like you. We can't all just write. We need people who are also helping us showcase our writing. Because I don't know, I don't know. I just write and I throw it away. And, and you know what I mean? I, I, it just comes out of me like. Oh, oh my I gosh, and he's like, I'm peeing yeah. poetry, and that's all it is. And I don't do anything with it because nobody wants my piss. You know what I mean? But it's, it's but you guys are showing us that it's not piss. It's, it's something that we can actually turn into art. It's not piss, I know. Angela. You know what's funny too? Because well, I, I have, it, like I have, I have, like, I've been writing since what, junior high school. And you know what's funny? It's just to think that my dad used to write, and I used to look at him writing. I'm like, what is he writing? But that's the, inst- I don't want to say this, but that was the, the seed planted that made me start writing i'm like you know what if you i, I want to write something but i didn't know what i was writing and it, it just evolved into what this is today i can give if i show you i have all these papers from junior high school like like broken notebooks napkins and even like rand because sometimes on the train i would find these notebooks i don't know why it was so weird i would find notebooks on the train and someone wrote into it. I said, oh, someone lost this. Oh, it's mine now. And I would just rip the pages and just write my own shit on it. Like, it's <laughs> it's just oh weird. Oh, my God. Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie. Are you a notebook person? Are you a I'm a stationary person? guy. A... I love stationary. I that got, is, oh, my I God. Got, yeah. What do you got to get? What do you do? Stephanie? I'm a what sucker yeah, for so stationary. I, I do both because I've got, like, all my personal work is done on the computer or on my phone because I'm always on my phone. So that goes into, like, my OneDrive or, or uh my one oh, you're a OneDrive person. Oh, I'm a Google Drive. Ah, oh, Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, I have both. <laughs> so, I have both. I trash. Google if I'm on my phone, but OneDrive if I'm on my computer. And then ah. um, I do, I'm a list person. Like everything, I gotta write things down in a list. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it escapes me. I forget. I'm the so same I have way. No- oh. I am the same way. I don't have to keep the list. I have to write it down, though. If I don't write it down, yeah. I have to keep it. I got to write it down, though. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. That is a beautiful, oh beautiful thing. Um, eventually we should definitely do a part two because I think there's a lot more we can oh, talk about. Oh, we need more than a part two, a part three, a part yeah, four. like a, like a trilogy, so the trilogy the of um, the trilogy yes, of Stephanie, Stephanie Lamb poetry. Lamb trili- po- yeah, oh my, oh my gosh, Stephanie Lamb poetry. All right, well, the yeah, I'll think proud. about yeah more things like maybe we can go into talking about the the differences between you know. Uh, Traditional publishing and self-publishing, yes. highly publishing, vanity. Yeah, because that's an important one. Yes, it amen. does. Again, it doesn't matter. And and so many of us are self-publishing, and I think people maybe are afraid to go the publishing route, but they shouldn't be afraid, and that's what we should continue that conversation. Amen, Absolutely. amen. So, guys, um, thank you for doing this. Um, Angela, thank you. Um, Stephanie, thank oh, no, you. Thank, thank you. you. So oh my much gosh, I can't thank for, you enough. Um, just just take a and check out the of... font. Yeah. Uh, wait. What? Check out those font poles. The font oh, poles font. are coming your way. No Arial. Oh God, Arial oh, black. Ten, Twelve point. Twelve point font. All right. 12 point so, font. Um... All right. I'm gonna mute. I'm gonna mute.
That's good, true. You know? Andy That's and I, true. we good is good. Oh my god. No, so um <laughs> <I'm absolutely watching. laughs> Thank you guys so very much. Oh, I appreciate so... you both so much more than my words could ever say. Oh my god. So thank you. It's an honor and a privilege and let's do this again sometime.